love on someone today. Just be kind to someone. If you don't know the person next to you, go ahead and introduce yourself to them. Just excellent worship today. Excellent worship today. Can we give our music department just a, can we encourage them today? Just excellent worship today. Tremendous worship today. Well, for the entire month of March, we will focus on our health. And I need to remind everyone that we are a tripart being, right? We are a human being that possesses a soul that lives in a spirit, uh, physical body. But you are a spirit. Say, I am a spirit. So the most important part of you that impacts the other areas is your spirit. But a lot of times it's the most neglected. We spend more time taking care of or attempting to take care of our physical bodies, educating our minds and doing all of those things, and we leave our spirits neglected. And the spirit really is the most important aspect of who you are. And so I want to welcome our online viewing audience. We're so glad to have you with us on today. Best way to follow along is through the YouVersion Bible app. All the notes are right there uh, in that YouVersion Bible app, as well as our linked up church app, okay? I'm going to give you more information today than, than actually is in that uh, app or the YouVersion uh, portion of that. I won't get through everything today. I decided to just intro what I will minister on uh, during the Sundays that I have in the month of March. Uh, we also have some really uh, important news we want to share with you all at the end of this service today. So let's just get right into it. Uh, in our introduction today, God's heart is for you to live long. The challenge is, and what I'm going to do is take a real deep dive and take a spiritual look into how long is long. Because that's different for, for, for many, for different people. You know, you go to home goings today and people think 70 years is a long life. I'm telling you, 70 years is not a long life. You just got over half of what you should have reached. Thank God for 70, right? But we're going to look at that from a scriptural point of view today. So God's heart is, or not today, but we'll get to it. God's heart is for you to live a long, fulfilling life sustained with health and strength. It's one thing to get to a long life. It's another thing to get to that long life fulfilled. I mean, we don't just want to hang around at 80 and 90. We want to be fulfilled at 80, 90, 100, and 120. Not only do we want to be fulfilled, we want to be fulfilled and sustained with health and strength. We should still be able to jump out of helicopters at 90. Some of y'all say, you jump out the helicopter faster. I'm staying on the ground, right? My point is, you should be able to do whatever fulfills you late in your life. George W. Bush jumped out of the airplane for his 90th birthday. So I'm just telling you, if it's something you want to do, you should go for it. Now, my hope is that this message will give you understanding in several areas. Number one, you'll get revelation that will cause you to live long and see many good days. Number two, we're going to look at four practical keys to long life from God's Word. And then three, we're going to look at the importance of believing God's word and his promise of long life above worldly statistics and human experience. So many of us make decisions off of what happened to other people. Well, such and such prayed and they went to church and they served and they still died. I mean, no, that doesn't have anything to do with you. 
you'll be surprised. People will make a decision based off of sister so-and-so. And that will have more power in their lives than the word of God. So we're going to really look at that today. I want to encourage your hearts by the time that we get done, you can actually live as long as you want to live. And then whatever point that you believe you're full and satisfied, you can get out of here. Free from sickness and disease. Oh, I wish I had a little bit more faith in this room today. Okay, I'm going to show you some biblical examples of that. Okay, so now, let's talk about a few things in our introduction. When God looks at the world, he sees three groups of people. He sees Jews, he sees Gentiles, and he sees the church. And the church today is made up of Jews and Gentiles. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32 to support that statement. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 32 says, Give no offense either to the Jews or to the Greeks or to the church of God. So we see three different classes or three different groups of people. And the mistake that a lot of people make is when they read the Bible, they don't rightly divide the word to know which portions are written to which group of people. So they end up believing God for things that don't apply to them or applying things to their lives that he wasn't speaking to you. He was speaking specifically to the Jews. We're going to look at that. And so you're going to see where people get that, I'll, you know, long life is 70 to 80 years, was not written to the church. It was actually written to the Jews, and it was written as a result of their fall. But it was not God's original plan for their lives. But we go to home goings today, and we read that verse, right? And we literally put faith in the people that if they live 70 years, and then by reason of strength, 80, they've lived a long life. And I'm telling you, that's not true. So even though some portions of Scripture are written to the Jews, and we'll look at all of this, those are not blanket statements. We'll see all of that from the Word of God. So even though some portions of Scripture are written to the Jews, we as Christians can still apply them to our lives if they are blessings or promises of God in Christ Jesus. Because all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Let's look at that. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. It's just introduction and foundation today. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, I'm focusing on your spiritual health, right? The title of the message is Connect to Health. All month long, we're going to look at spiritual health. We'll bring in Dr. Caroline Leaf. She'll focus on mental health. I mean, we have a mental health crisis in our country today. And I'm telling you, in a lot of cases, it's because the spiritual health part is not taken care of. I had a video for you to show today, but you'll see how those are connected. Your spiritual health impacts your mental health and your physical health. All right? 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says, For all the promises, I looked up that word promises in the Greek, and it literally means a divine insurance of good. So all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. So if you find a promise of God, it is more guaranteed than your current insurance policy. You can stand on it and rely on it 
And how many know God is obligated to bring it to pass in your life because he said every promise of God that is in Christ is always yes and amen. So if he said you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you, guess what? You should never talk about what you can't do because you can do whatever you want to do and he'll help you do it, right? He'll grace you and give you the anointing to do it if you believe that by faith. I came to encourage someone's heart today that he promised you that you would live long and be in health even as your soul prospers, right? If God promised you that, then guess what? You can live long and be in health even as your soul continues to prosper all the days of your life. I wish there was faith in this room today. I came to encourage someone's heart today that he said he would meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That is a promise. And if you are a giver, if you have partnered with the word of God and you sow seed and you are a tither, then every need that you ever will have, God has already met in Christ Jesus. Oh, I wish I had a little bit more faith in here today, right? And it's our responsibility to find out what those promises are, stand on those, and then watch God bring them to pass in our lives. Now, there's a thinking out there, and I'm going to show you where it comes from, right? And the thinking is that the spiritual inheritance or the, the blessings that God has left to the church are all spiritual. How many of y'all have ever heard that before, right? And so anytime you focus on prosperity or health, you're being carnal, right? Or, or you're, you're chasing after worldly things because his inheritance is spiritual. I'm going to show you where they get that from. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I'll read out of the New King James Version, right? So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I can remember when I first got saved, they, they would tell me uh, in the particular church that I was in, just pray, right? And as long as God is on your side, you're fine. Well, how many know I had bills to pay? How many know I wanted a life I wanted to live? But they had me focusing on my spiritual inheritance. Let me show you where they get that from. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So all the blessings that we have are spiritual. I want to challenge that thought today. Spiritual blessings also produce visible results. How many of y'all agree with that statement? All spiritual blessings, they produce some kind of visible result where I can see that the blessing of God is in, in and on that person. Would you all agree with that statement? Let's look at a few examples of that today. How I many you know God's favor produces visible results? God's favor produces visible results. Have you ever over the course of your life had something happen to you and you know that you didn't have nothing to do with that? Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you. Where it's almost like somebody went before you, set the whole thing up, and you just walked right into it. Has that ever happened to anyone in this room? Would you, in, would you consider that a spiritual blessing? Did it produce some type of visible result? 
No doubt about it. Let's look at some verses that support that. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Since we just came out of a relationship series, I thought I'd start right here today. Proverbs chapter 18, 22 says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing. So right away, it's clear who does the finding and who needs to be found. I don't care what these reality shows are showing you today. That's not God's way. <laughs> he does the finding, and she waits to be found. Watch this. When he finds his good thing, notice what it's a result of. He's obtained favor from the Lord. That's my favor from the Lord right there. Watch this. A spiritual blessing produced a visible result. I need somebody unmarried in here. I need a female to say, I am somebody's good thing. I need a male in here to say, I believe the favor of God is on me. And unmarried now, not married. I'm only unmarried. And I will... Come on, fellas, and I will find my good thing. Now, I need all the good things to give God praise, and I need all of the men that will find their good thing to give God praise. Now, if you understand that verse, then that tells you it requires God setting things up for you, putting you at the right place at the right time to be found. Come on, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You most likely won't find him in the club. I'm going to just move on with my message today. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47 says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having, what's that word? Favor. With all the people, now notice it produced a visible result here. And the Lord added to the church daily those that were being saved. Why was that happening? Because other people were noticing the favor that were on all of the people that went to linked up church. And they said, it's something different about you. There's something on your life. Everything good seems to always happen to you. you. It's just your presence just lifts me every single day. Then you tell them that you're saved, and they say, well, what church do you go to? There are people here today as a result of the favor of God that is on your life. They had to go and see what is it that is causing you to be the way that you are. I want to go visit that spot today. And they are visitors here today because of the favor that is on your life. And guess what, folks? It is only going to grow from there. God is going to favor you so much. God is going to bless you so much 
that your job, your community, your neighborhoods, they're going to talk about you and share your story with as many people as they can. And other people are wanna know, will want to know what churches that you go to. And I declare that this house will be full 24 hours a day, seven days a week. People trying to get into the house of God because of the favor that is on your life. Somebody say, the favor of God is on my life. You know, the only reason I get to pastor this church is because every one of you all love me. I, I'm telling you. You came here and you said, I don't even know that guy or his wife, but it's something about them that I like. Well, you know what happened? God gave us favor in your eyes. That's the only way this works. So now God giving us, my wife and I, favor in your life produced Linked Up Church. So that was a spiritual blessing that produced a visible result. Everybody clear? Let's look at a few more. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 14. Proverbs chapter 14. Let's look at verse 35. What are we talking about here? We're talking about spiritual blessings. They do produce visible results. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 35 says, The king's favor is toward a wise servant. So we would say today, your boss or your employer's favor is towards a wise servant. But his wrath is against him who causes shame. How many of y'all have ever received a promotion on your job? How many of you know God gave you favor in the eyes of your boss? Right? How many of y'all received a promotion when probably there were other people more qualified than you? Raise your hand. What do you think happened in that instance? God gave you favor. Have you ever been told, I don't even know why I'm doing this for you? You ever been told that before? This technically should go to someone else, but I'm doing it for you. What do you all think was happening in that situation? God was giving you favor with your employer. I declared that other people in this role, favor is coming your way with your employers. Things are going to work out for you. The hours that you need, you'll receive. Come on, the promotion that you're looking for, God is lining that up for you right now. Come on, I declare that God's favor is on you, and it will produce a visible result where you and everyone else will know only God could have done something like that for you. Do you receive that today? So that favor can, produ can produce promotion, right? It can give you a place in a company. If you're looking for a job, right? How many of you know it can get you a job? There can be a hundred applications in front of you, but supernaturally yours will make it all the way up to the top. Come on, somebody. And it's almost like the boss didn't even read all the other ones. When they got to yours, yours just stood up out of all the rest of them. And all of a sudden, you end up receiving the job because God's favor was on your life. So, yes, we do uh, pursue spiritual blessings, but they're always seen in some type of visible result, right? Now, I mean, you know, wisdom is another blessing that produces visible results. So God's favor produces, that's spiritual, but it produces a visible result. Wisdom is another spiritual blessing that produces 
visible results, right? Go with me to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 19. Proverbs 3, 19 says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth, and by understanding he established the heavens. So everything we experience here on the earth is physical. It's visible, right? But how was it founded? By wisdom. So that's a principle for someone in this room. You cannot manifest natural things, not from God, without the wisdom of God. Is that clear? Let's look at it another way. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3. We just came out of a relationship series, which is why I chose this one. Through wisdom, a house is built. Now, of course, when we see house there, what are we thinking about? A physical house. But guess what it's not talking about? A physical house. Guess what it's talking about? A family. So literally, you can read that this way. Through wisdom, a family is built. So when you see a family being destroyed, how many know that family lacked wisdom? Are you all listening? When you see a, a family flourishing, how many know they're flourishing through wisdom? So through wisdom, a house is built, watch this, and by understanding, it is established. The Word of God tells us that with all of your getting, talking about wisdom, get a what? It says wisdom is the principal thing, right? But with all of your getting of wisdom, make sure that you understand it. Understanding means I can literally apply what I know. Is that clear? All right. And so through wisdom, a house or a family is built, and by understanding, it is established. I want to read that out of the Passion Translation. Proverbs 24.3 says, wise people are builders. How many know an unwise person is the one that tears down their own household? How many know an unwise person tears down their marriage? Unwise person tears down their children. Right? Unwise people do those things. Wise people build their marriages. Wise people build their children. Even when their children aren't doing the right thing, wisdom still tells you to talk about where you want them to go and not where they're at. Is that accurate? Even in a marriage, wisdom will tell you not to call your husband or your wife what they are. Call them what you want them to be. That's what wisdom will tell you, right? and that will build your environment. So God gives man resources and wisdom to create material things with them. Let's just think about this in the natural. Man has taken trees and turned them into furniture and made money. Everything that you see came as a result of wisdom. That chair you're sitting on is because somebody got tired of sitting on the floor. Said, we can do better than this. These accurate statements. The wisdom of God will make you rich. Spiritually first. It's this ability to understand and know what to do. I want to help you all understand something. I have never, ever built a commercial building in my life. I don't have the capacity to do it. 
but the wisdom of God does. Every time I walk around here, you know what I say? Wow. The wisdom of God. Because I didn't know how to do any of this. I mean, if it was up to me, all we would have needed was a weight set, an elliptical machine. <laughs> right? That's most guys, right? How many know the nursery needs more than that? <laughs> Children's church needs more than that, right? Wisdom of God. So man has taken sheep and sheared and made them wool. Man has taken copper and harvested for electrical appliances. So God gives us raw material, and he wants us to ask him for wisdom to cultivate them. Think about the person that created the toothpick one of the richest people in the world. And he took a piece of wood, made it small enough to fit in between his teeth. <laughs> and people said, wow, I need this. And if you go in every household today, you have toothpicks in a drawer somewhere. And all that is is a little piece of wood because some man was tired of putting his fingers nail in his mouth to get food out of his teeth. Listen to me, folks. This is spiritual help. God can give you understanding and wisdom in one area that can change your life for the rest of your life. Are you listening to me? All it takes is a little understanding. Some of you all are frustrated with stuff you're using right now. And you're thinking about a better way that this can work. If you can figure that out and God can give you wisdom and understanding, it can change your life. Everything that was ever created came this way. Somebody say, I am one word of wisdom from God that will change my life forever. Somebody ought to shout and give God praise for that. You know why I'm looking at you. Now, I mean, I know the truth of the word is a spiritual blessing that can produce life and health. I'm going to close with this thought today. I'm just introducing this. The truth of the word is a spiritual blessing that can produce life and health. Go with me to Proverbs chapter 4, and let's read verses 20 through 22. The truth of the word is a spiritual blessing that can produce life and health. Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 20, says, My son, give attention to my words. Now, when I see that word or that phrase, give attention to, it almost reminds me of paying attention, right? or like a good waitress or waiter at a restaurant. I mean, you know when you've had a good one, and you know when you've had a bad one. Based off of the attention that they give you. If you've sat there too long and you have to ask the question, where is my waiter, where is my waitress? I mean, it's because they're not giving any attention to you. Is that an accurate statement? A good waiter or waitress is going to just really 
serve you your food, and then stand off over on the side and almost watch you, the, pay attention to you the entire time. They will know when you finish your plate. They will remove a plate, bring something else to you. They will come back and check on you, right, to see do you need anything else? How is your food? Does everything taste good? Is there anything else you need me to get for you? And how many of you know that impacts 10%? 15%, 18%, and 20% on the back end. Or no percent. You ever done that before where, you know, that was just horrible. I'm, I'm gone. Don't raise your hand, but has anybody ever done that before? At least do 10% in that situation, right? We're still believers. Now, so he says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear, your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, not your pastor's heart. Your heart. Watch this. For they are life to those who what? And health to all their flesh. You know what the word health there in the Hebrew means? Medicine. Look it up in the Hebrew. Literally, what he's saying here is that the word is better than any medicine you can take. And the word is so good, you can't overdose on it. You can take it as much as you want to. Come on, somebody. You can walk around and be a junkie. You can read it all day long. You can go to bed listening to it. Come on, somebody. It cannot do anything but have positive, great results. And it is the best medicine you can take. And I will challenge you today. Don't take your natural medicine before you take your spiritual medicine. Find out what God's word says about your situation, then go see the doctor, and then look for the wisdom in that. Because sometimes, folks, and again, don't hear any of this the wrong way, do what your doctors describe or prescribe you to do. But sometimes the medicine they give you is worse than the sickness you're currently facing. I've seen people in worse shape after taking medicine, and you should have just stayed the way you are. And a lot of times we run and we worship at the altar of those white coats. And these are some of the biggest drug dealers in the United States of America. And they all work together. If you go to the hospital, they will diagnose you with something and prescribe meds. There is a opioid crisis in our country today because people are making billions of dollars off of opioids. You better take this medicine every day. Matter of fact, can I speak faith over your life today? I want to believe with you that if you take this medicine every day, you'll never need the other medicine. Oh, I want to speak that again over somebody's life. I said if you take this medicine every single day of your life, I want to believe God with you today that you'll never have to take natural meds if you'll just take this medicine and do everything you're getting ready to learn this month. The word is medicine to every aspect of your flesh. It is the most important part of your life. If you are only getting this on Sunday, you are spiritually deprived. You are spiritually malnutrition. You are skinny spiritually. (laughs) 
John chapter 6, verse 63. Let's look at it another way. John 6, 63, New King James Version says, we're talking about spiritual health today. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, pneuma, current of air, breath of fresh air. And they are life, zoe, the God kind of life. Notice the words that I speak to you. They're breath of fresh air to you. And they will produce the God kind of life. See, there's your kind of life, and then there's the God kind of life. The only way that you can live the God kind of life is, obey, is by obeying everything that he said in his word. There is a life that he has for you, I promise you, that is far better and far greater than the one that you're currently living. The problem is we're doing things our way, and we're asking God to bless us. And God is saying, no, do things my way, and the blessing is already built into it. Right? There is a God kind of life that he desires for you to live, but you cannot live it apart from God's word. Go with me to 3 John chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, and let's look at the same principle another way. The truth of God's word will bring you to a place where you live and you produce life and health. 3 John chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. We always read verse 2, but you cannot disconnect it from verses 3 and verse 4. It says here, uh, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper. How many know you are a spirit? So the first thing he's praying for is that you prosper spiritually. Never want money over spiritual prosperity. Never put money before the word. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, he'll add all of the rest of that stuff onto you, right? You are a spirit. He said, beloved, I pray and I wish above all things that you may prosper. Then he says, in all things and be in health even or just as your soul prospers, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. But notice it's the spiritual that impacts your health and it impacts uh, your mind, your will, and your emotions. A lot of people are out of balance. And you got to remember, you are a tripart being. The part of you that you should give the most attention to is your spirit. Listen to me. You're not giving attention to it in church. You're listening in church. Guess when you're giving attention to it? At home. I want to challenge you today. I'm talking about spiritual health. If you don't have a daily reading program, start today. You version Bible app, man, download a devotion and discipline yourself to put this in you every single day. And I want to challenge you, do that for the next seven days and see if you don't have one of the best weeks of your life. Instead of just waiting to get here on Sunday for a super shot to try to hold you to next Sunday. I believe the praise and worship team, you would come in here so fired up, they wouldn't even have to stoke you up. 
That word would have been so good to you all week long. You'd have woke up this morning. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. We're getting ready to have a concert and a party. I'm, I'm getting ready to set it off in here today in praise and worship. I'm getting ready to give God all my energy, all my power. I'm getting ready to give him everything I have because he's been so good to me all week long. Instead of coming in here, Lord, if I don't hear from you today. I mean, that's how most people come to church. I need a word. I need a word. If you've been getting a word all week long, only thing this is going to do is just put some super on your natural, and you just getting ready to go, boom, glory to God. Okay? But let's read the rest of this verse. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren, see, see, John said, I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you. The truth that is where? In your heart. He said, I rejoice greatly for the truth that is in you. I mean, you can quote scriptures all day long. People can memorize all day long. But it's got to be in your heart. Because it's out of your heart flows all the issues of life. David said, your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. How many know the word in your heart will keep sin far away from you? The word in your heart will keep sickness and disease far away from you. The word in your heart will keep poverty far away from you. The word in your heart will keep drama and strife out of your life. Glory to God. Only reason he's rejoicing is not because you heard a sermon. John is rejoicing because you have truth in you. And guess what, folks? You are the only one that can deposit truth in your heart. I'm not doing that today. I'm exposing you to it. When you go home and read it for yourself, how many know you're depositing it into your heart? Rest of that verse goes on to say, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. How many of you know that is a pastor's dream right there? It's to have a church where all of the unmarried people waited to have intimacy until they got married. See, that's the challenge right there. That ain't happening. We don't do that. What kind of church is he talking about? A Bible church. Let me just try that again. I thought that would have been some exciting news. One of the greatest joys of a pastor's heart is to have a church that walks in truth. Where all of the unmarried people wait until they get married to have sexual intercourse. Maybe I'll be clear about it. Every pastor's dream is to have a church where husbands and wives are faithful to each other. And they honor the covenant to be with their spouse for the rest of their lives. They honor the God, God's word that says uh, that what God has joined together, man shall not put asunder. 
Now, I know there will be no amens right here, but I'm going to say it by faith anyway. Every pastor dreams about having a church that when the Word of God says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. so that there may be meat in my house. Oh, see that? Look, look, look. Fold the arm like... How many of okay for me to believe by faith? Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says, gives us some insight into how often we should take this medicine. Joshua 1.8 says, now this is a military strategy right here. God has given Joshua a military strategy to go up against these enemy armies that are coming against him. God says to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night. Come on, you need to pop these pills in the morning. You need to pop these pills at night. Come on, somebody. You need to wake up first thing in the morning, pop them in your mouth again before you go to bed at night, pop them in. It's just something about waking up in the morning and reading the Word of God where David said in Psalms 34 that I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Come on, can we just take a few seconds right now? Can we magnify the name of the Lord? Can we exalt his name together? See, if, if I would have got that this morning, it would have ignited praise and worship at a whole nother level. Instead of waiting to get here to get it, you would have already got it, and it would make this experience more impactful. Sit down. He says here, meditate in it day and night. Why? So that you may observe to do, not quote, not quote it. So that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. When? So then you will make your way prosperous. Guess what that word prosperous means? It means to push forward. I declare somebody in here is getting ready to push forward. Guess what else it means? It literally means to break out. I declare that somebody in here is getting ready to break out. Guess what else it means? It means to go over. I declare by the authority of the name of Jesus, somebody is getting ready to go over and above all that you could ask or think about in Jesus' name. And guess what else it means? It means to be profitable. I declare by the authority of the Word of God, you are getting ready to be profitable in every area of your life. Why? Because you meditate on this word day and night, and you do everything that you meditate upon. Prophets are coming to you now in the name of Jesus. That's a spiritual thing. But notice, it's producing natural results. You don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God.
Come on, Shambach. I said, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I have faith in God. Do you believe that today? I said, do you believe that today? Do you really have faith in God? He didn't stop there. And he says, and then you, not your pastor, not your job, not your parents, you will have good success. Last one, and I'll close for the day. Psalms number one, and I'm done. I just wanted to intro this today. Did you all get anything out of this today? Who was that getting ready to break out? Who was that? Who was that getting ready to go over? Who was that getting ready to go over? I'm looking for the person that's getting ready to be profitable in everything that they do. Who is that right there? There's one more group of people. Who is that getting ready to push forward? I just wanted to make sure I was in the right place today. Last one, and I'm done. Psalm 1, talking about spiritual health. You cannot be healthy spiritually apart from the Word of God. And if you are only getting it on Sunday, you are not healthy. Can I say I can say that. And if all you're doing is hearing it out of the heart of someone else, you are not healthy. I mean, you need to hear it out of your heart. Last one, Psalms 1, and we're done. Music department can come forward. Blessed is the man, verse 1, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. If you're getting all of your advice from unsaved people, that is dangerous. Nor stands in the seat or the path of sinners. So you don't run around with people that are anti-Christ. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful, one who mocks. See, I don't play around with people who mock God make fun of God. I don't play around with that. I stay away from people who have no reverence, respect, and honor for God. That's all he's saying here. But this person's delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate. That word meditate means to murmur, to mutter, to study, to speak, to imagine. See, over and over and over again, day and night. So in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Joshua said it, now Psalms 1 says it. How often do you need to take this medicine? Take your pills twice a day. Let me just tell you something in the natural. This is what people do. The doctor prescribed medicine to you, and you took that medicine like we do our Bible. You put it on your dresser at home, right? And then your, your follow-up appointment is seven days later. And you go see the doctor, and you, and you didn't take the medicine, but you told the doctor that what he prescribed for you doesn't work. Isn't that insanity? You didn't even take the medicine, but you told him it didn't work. Spiritually, that's what we do all the time. We don't take the medicine, but we're telling God it doesn't work. I want to thank you for that level of enthusiasm right there. That inspired me. Can I just get a little bit more right there? That one right there. I just That one inspired me. See, we do that all the time, right? We don't take the medicine, but we tell God it doesn't work. 
But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. I love what Adam Clark's commentary said about that. Literally said, because that tree gets all of its sustenance from multiple rivers around it, and it is firmly planted and founded in its soil, that particular tree produces fruit. Listen to this, not in one season, in every season. I believe God designed us through the word to prosper in the summer, in the fall, in the winter, and in the spring. Somebody say, no dry seasons. Let's keep reading, because that's literally what he said. Whose leaf also shall not wither. You know what wither means? Dry up. So this particular tree, while all the other trees are drying up, is still producing leaves. I declare no more dry seasons. Boy, I wouldn't let that fly over my head today. I declare no more dry seasons. Boy, I would not let that fly over my head today. I declare no more dry seasons. Man, I wouldn't let that fly over my head today. I said, I declare no more dry seasons. And you literally have a promise in the Word of God that tells you that. And he didn't stop there. And he says, whatever that person does, whatever they do. He didn't even say whatever he leads you to do. He said, whatever, whatever he does, shall what? Shall what? Shall what? Shall what? Say no more dry seasons. I prosper in every season because... I meditate the word. I take my medicine day and night in Jesus' name. Somebody lift up your voice and thank God for that today. Come on, go ahead and lift up your voice and thank God for that today. Come on, let a hallelujah out of your innermost being. Come on, let a hallelujah out of your innermost being. Somebody say the best health is spiritual health. There is no spiritual health apart from the Word of God. Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah.